Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast every Tuesday and Thursday right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, usually alongside Chris Bleck. You can get us on Bleck and Abdallah weeknights at 6 p.m. The Bear Down Podcast, your place for Bears information every Tuesday and Thursday. And what a Sunday it was for the Bears. They beat the 49ers 19-10. to A great victory for them in the whatever that was the monsoon the mud the 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 puddles that were all over the field just a not great atmosphere to be playing football in but that's the great equalizer and the bears came out on top and they win a game that they were definitely not favored in i believe it went off around six and a half and seven points in some places and so they were a full touchdown dog and the bears find a way to win and stun the 49ers and begin the year with a win Now, Matt Eberflus and various Bears met the media yesterday, and they talked about what they're going to look for in this game. Matt Eberflus talked about the overall cleanliness. Now, they only had three penalties, and one of the penalties was that weird unsportsmanlike conduct with the the wiping down of the field. And listen, I didn't know it was a penalty. I don't think they knew it was a penalty. I don't think anybody on the street knew it was a penalty either. Maybe only one person knew it was a penalty. The rest, two people. The refs and Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick has the rule book memorized. So only two people know. But if you're a golfer, you know that you can't improve the lie of the ball. You can mark your ball. You can put it back down. You can you know, clean it off. You can clean off your club. But you cannot improve the lie of your ball. So I guess this would be improving the lie of the ball if we're playing by golf rules or, I guess, football rules. But other than that, I guess besides that, two penalties in the entire game, a very clean game, a very disciplined football team. Matt Eberflus talked about the overall cleanliness of the game. Yeah, I mean, that's been we've been doing that. Uh, you know, we had the officials, you know, in for training camp, uh, NFL officials. We use those guys to educate us, um, and they do a great job when they come in. And those guys, and we had Big Ten officials here as well, you know, in the off weeks. And I think anytime you can have an education uh, of the rules, so we can play smart and clean, like we have done, um, that's always beneficial. And I think it was, you know, that's probably our cleanest game even through the preseason. Um, and that's, uh, you know, uh, a tribute to the players really paying attention to it, and also the help of the officials. And that's great to see. You know, you want to see a disciplined football team. You want to see a team that not only from the players, but also a coaching staff, knowing how to use their timeouts, knowing to get the play call in on time, a good, clean game from the Bears, from Justin Fields, from offensive coordinator Luke Getze. So just good overall mechanics of the game, just the the overall, just the flow of the game and how it seemed. It looked like everybody was on the same page. Matt Eberflus also praised the rookies from yesterday. You had Dominique Robinson, who had a really good game. Kyler Gordon had a good game. Uh, Jaquan Brisker had a good game. Braxton Jones had a good game. So a lot of these guys that this staff has brought in as rookies had a good game, and Matt Eberflus recognized them yesterday when he met the media. No, it was good by really all the rookies. I mean, you look at the way the rookies performed, uh, you know, from the punter to our nickel to Dominic to, to uh, you know, all the guys. You know, all the guys that played, Braxton, you know, they all played well. Um, and that's really a tribute to Ryan Poles and his staff bringing the guys in here uh, that have the, the maturity to be able to handle an NFL game and the coaches getting them ready. Um, and then the guys going out there and doing it. But, uh, yeah. I was happy with all the rookies. 
Now, obviously, you can celebrate for a day, maybe two days. Monday, you watch the film. You kind of clean up anything you can. I don't know what there is to learn from that football game uh, in the mess that they were playing in. You know, you can learn from the first half, and obviously they were not successful in that first half, but the playbook kind of opened up in that third quarter when the weather kind of cooled down a little bit, and as far as the rain goes, a little less rain when it opened up in the fourth quarter, though. But obviously some things that they do need to improve upon, and Matt Eberflus talked about what fundamentals they need to work on heading into this week against the Packers. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, every first game when you when you look at, you know, let's just pull out uh, tackling, you know, so when the guy tackles, you know, is he is he getting all the way up to the runner, okay, hitting him with the proper pad level, wrapping and running his feet three hard steps, you know, pulling in the hamstrings and then finishing the tackle. Well, we saw a couple of those yesterday, but we didn't see enough. Um, there was there was some lunging going on. There was some some things going on there. So we have to improve that. And that's typical of the first game. You know, it's like guys finishing blocks. You know, when you finish blocks on the backside, great example of that would have been EQ on the touchdown with Dante Pettis. He finished that block, came all the way across the field and finished, and it was legal. You know, he he did it a legal way. You know, so and uh, Dante set it up with a nice stem inside into the pylon. So um, you know, just things like that. It's just fundamentals, details to that, and know we want to get better. So the Bears beat the 49ers as an underdog 19-10. to Roquan Smith also met the media yesterday after Matt Eberflus, and he, he says that the whole team, and obviously, look, no one's going to say that, man, we thought we were going to lose. We thought we were done for. Didn't think we'd have a chance in that one, but Roquan Smith said that the entire team and the coaching staff believed that they would win. Personally, and I think uh, I can speak for the guys in the locker room, we didn't see it as uh, an upset. Uh, we expected to go in there and win. You know, maybe you guys or the uh, and the other media and everyone else said, hey, this and that, but we didn't care too much about that. We knew we could beat those guys uh, when we stepped out down the field, and I made sure I let the guys knew that as well when we brought it up. And that's a good mentality to have. You know, the world against us. Nobody believes in us. Everybody wants us to lose or doesn't think we have a chance. And that's going to be the case again this week as they face the Packers. It is Packer week, Sunday night football uh, against the Packers up north in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And the Bears are a nine and a half, ten point dog. That's over a touchdown. And, you know, last year going into a game like this, Matt Nagy was horrible against the spread as a touchdown or more underdog he would get blown out this Bears team would get blown out so I'm interested to see how this team handles being more than a touchdown underdog obviously they were a touchdown a little bit less six and a half in some places this week they obviously covered because they won outright but Roquan Smith understands that they're an underdog again this week I don't really care too much about favors that's just what paper thinks you know and paper you don't play with paper out on the field so that never really matters and that's good yeah I, I look We all hope that they go out and they beat the Packers and they find a way to win, but Aaron Rodgers has won six in a row of these. So, he, you know, the whole I own you thing from a while ago, and now it's the Bears' turn to go up there. New regime, new front office, new offense. Luke Getze revenge game going up and maybe beating Aaron Rodgers with his offense. A lot of fans are frustrated by the lack of success against the Packers, and I understand that. It, it's little brother, big brother. It's hammer and nail. It's not really a rivalry when you get your ass kicked every single time. It's not. It's not fun. It's not fun anticipating that, oh, well, going to lose again. That's not fun. So a lot of fans are frustrated. Roquan Smith was asked if he feels the frustration 
from the fans? Not really. I really don't. I don't go out like, obviously you hate losing, but like I said, uh, in the past, that's the past. So just more so focused on the future and like this game here, because that's all that matters. This game here matters more than any other game we've played against those guys because it's the next one. And so that's what my mindset is. And I don't really care about the past and I just got to go out and stick it to them uh, this week. As long as they take care of their business, that's what they believe with the hits principle and you know all that stuff from Matt Eberflus, that they're not worried about all the history. It is what it is, all that kind of stuff. Now, that's the next game. The Packers are the next game. Find a way to go out and compete in that football game. I'm not necessarily expecting them to win this football game, but I think that they can compete. And if this team plays with only three penalties, really two penalties because no one knew that that rule existed, with three penalties and you play a clean game, and you hold on to the football, you can find a way to stay in the game with the Packers. The Packers did struggle last week. We saw that. They lost to the Vikings. And now you get an angry Aaron Rodgers with some time to work with his wide receivers, and maybe they get some guys healthy uh, off, the, um, off the injury report. And maybe they can you know, continue to be the Packers and continue to be the hammer. But this is a new regime. This is a new front office, new offense, new defense. This could be completely different. Matt Eberflus was asked if he is aware of Rodgers' record against the Bears. I mean, sure, I, I hear things, you know, that we're, we're taking this one game at a time. So, you know, I know it's coach cliche, and uh, we're going to focus on us. This is going to be about our football team, about how we operate, how we play, and what we do. And uh, we're going to take that approach uh, every week. We'll have more on the Packers and the Bears on Thursday on the Bear Down podcast every Tuesday and Thursday right here on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. But I want to address something that I talked about last week on Tuesday, the doubters. Remember, I didn't want to call them haters. I called them doubters because there's nothing to hate. I don't think that these analysts, that these that ESPN.com and NFL.com and the guys at Pro Football Talk, I don't think that these guys hate the Bears. That's not the issue. This isn't, oh, well, that announcer hates my team, obviously. No one, no one hates your team. No one hates the Bears. I mean, Packers fans hate the Bears. Vikings, Lions fans probably hate the Bears. That's fair. But I don't think any of these analysts hate the Bears. I think that they doubt them. I think that you they look at the roster and they see no weapons at wide receiver or tight end. I think they see a lackluster offensive line, which looked that way in the first half of that game. They finished with an 88% pass uh, win rate, according to Pro Football Focus. But now we look again, because it is Tuesday, and the power rankings are out again. And I gave you last week, I gave you ESPN, I gave you The Athletic, I gave you Yahoo, CBS, NFL.com, and Pro Football Talk. So quickly, I want to go through these and see if anybody's readjusted. I told you where I have the Bears, mid-20s, 23, 24, something like that, depending on where I saw it. Now, probably around the same spot for me, at least, probably 22, maybe 21. Obviously, I'm going to throw the Cowboys at the bottom, too, now close to it without Dak Prescott for the time being. So I feel like there's been a readjustment, right? So last week, Yahoo Sports was the most optimistic, 29th. They said there's only three teams that are worse than the Bears. Well, now Yahoo has moved them up to 25th. They think that the Bears are better than the Seahawks, Lions, Panthers, Texans, Jags, Jets, and Falcons. 25th, pretty good, right where I had them last week. 25th, okay, that's fine. I'd probably put them a little higher this week. But Yahoo has them at 25. Let's go to the next one. ESPN, CBS, and Pro Football Talk all had them at 30. 30! 30th! Saying that there are only two teams worse in the entire NFL than the Bears. 
ESPN has them 25th today. They have them better than the Cowboys, Lions, Panthers, Falcons, Texans, Jags, and Jets. CBS Sports has also has them 25th. How about that? Also 25th. Seahawks, Panthers, Jags, Texans, Lions, Jets, and Falcons are worse. Pro Football Talk, a little bit lower, a little bit still down on this team, has them 27th. Falcons are worse, Texans are worse, Lions are worse, Jags are worse, Jets are worse, according to Pro Football Talk. I would still put the Cowboys probably in there and the Panthers in there just because I don't know what this Cowboys team is going to look like with da- without Dak Prescott. They looked horrible with him, so I can't imagine that it's going to be much better. 31st, the Athletic last week had the Bears 31st. This is crazy now. Now, now, now I'm questioning things. The Athletic has the Bears ranked 15th in the NFL. 15th, top half of the NFL. I'm not going to go crazy and say that they're better than, I mean, you should see these. The Athletic has them better than the Rams. It has them, it has them better than the Packers who lost. I don't think that they're at that level yet. They're not quite 15th, 21, 22, something like that. Not 15th, but shout out the athletic for being very high on the bears, at least for this week. And then finally, NFL.com had them dead last, dead last in the NFL. The worst team in the national football league this week, the Tuesday edition of their power rankings. They have them ranked 25th with the lions, Cowboys, Texans, Panthers, Falcons, Jags, and jets worse than them. So that's a look at the power rankings and where things shake out for the Bears. As far as this week goes, not a lot of big injuries. No big injuries, really, coming from this game for the Bears. A few from the Packers that you have to keep an eye on. Does David Bakhtiari come back? Does Lazard come back? Those are all things to keep an eye on. We will have an update for you on Thursday's edition of the Bear Down podcast, as well as more Packers preview as it is Bears and Packers week. This is a very important game because looking at the schedule, when the Bears started this season against the 49ers, I had this team pegged at 2-2 and in the first four games. 49ers lost, Packers lost, Texans win, Giants win, Vikings kind of a coin flip. It's on the road. The Vikings looked great on Sunday. Chris and I in this very space here on the Bear Down podcast have said for months now about this 49ers game that Justin Fields was going to be the more experienced quarterback on the field. And if you keep it close, and it's close at the end, that the more experienced quarterback will be able to win this game, could be able to win this game. But a lot of it had to do with the defense. A lot of it had to do with the Bears and Matt Eberflus and this defense, Eddie Jackson having an interception, the fumble recovery as well. But a lot in their scheme, right? They didn't blitz once. This team did not blitz Trey Lance a single time. And four teams over the past five seasons have gone an entire game without blitzing once. All of them won, including the Bears. All of those teams have won. Now, this isn't a recipe, oh, we're never going to blitz and we're guaranteed to win every single game. But you stay back in coverage, you confuse A young quarterback who's only had a couple games in horrible weather, can barely see out there, can barely hold on to the football. You're slipping all over the place. It was a great game plan by this Bears defense. And I talked to you guys about 
The Bears DVOA, which is essentially football war for if you're comparing it to baseball stats. And DVOA had the Bears, their projections, that this team will have a top 10 defense, right at 10, a top 10 defense by the end of this year. And if they continue to play like they did on Sunday, and there's no guarantee, they play a lot of good teams. They play the Eagles, they play the Bills, obviously the Packers this weekend. They play a lot of good teams. But if this team buys into this hit system, which you may joke about and I may joke about and others may joke about, but if they're buying in to this principle of everybody goes after the football, constantly trying to cause fumbles and turnovers, Eddie Jackson becoming a ball hawk once again and not having to, he's going to miss tackles. But if he can get turnovers the way he did before a few years ago and he's able to replicate that or at least some of that, then this can easily be a top 10 defense, and that can carry you. We've seen it before. The Bears didn't have a great offense when they went to the the playoffs under Matt Nagy. It was the defense that carried them. Everybody knows that. Everybody will admit that. It is a defense that carried them. And when you get good field position, and you win the time of possession, and you win the turnover battle, you can win football games. And that's what I think this team can do, and hopefully they can do it on Sunday against the Packers. We'll get more in-depth into Packers on Thursday. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah weeknights at 6 p.m. We'll be back on Thursday for a Packer preview on the Bear Down podcast. Thanks for listening.